Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The key to this is you find the one or two things about yourself that people will most likely either be put off by Mm -hmm. or intimidated by or not want to like you because they're a perception. I often talk about my breasts because I know (laughs) it's a real problem for people when I come in the room. It is. It's it's true. It's so distracting. And you're listening to the Big Payoff Podcast. Today we're talking about the importance of being liked, which... No, no. No? It's not the importance of being liked. It's the likability factor. Ah. Because we had a show about um, the danger of needing to be liked, remember? Right. We talked about your always approaching people as if that was the goal. Right. And that's liked. a bad thing. But here's the uh-huh. good thing. The good part is we're not robots. Humans aren't robots. And, you know, our political life is not something we like to point to in a positive way. However, there's just no question that if you stand up, as Hillary Clinton did, and just spout policies, she was smart, and she was right. And it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Because she had no charisma. She had no warmth. Right. So you have to be liked to get your message across, to make your sale, to convince someone, to persuade someone. That kind of attention to that dimension of what you're doing is a good thing. That likability factor plays into your life everywhere. This is, I mean, a lesson I learned. I'm going to say back in almost middle school or before that, where there were always the smart kids. And you could be impressed with them, but your inclination was not to like them. Well, if they didn't, if they felt that that's all that mattered and they were just sort of heads down, no sense of humor. Right. Not, no charisma. Right. And so your your response to that type of person was either true disdain, like, ooh, ooh I, I don't want to be like that, even as a little kid. I mean, I'm talking seven years old, Me eight too. years old. Right. Me too. And then there were the kids who were the goof-offs, the class clowns, and that also was a little distasteful. Donald Trump, right. <laughs> Donald Trump. But then there were the kids in the middle who were really high, what we'd now call like EQ, just sort of knew how to come into a room and make friends. And, and it isn't just charisma, though. There was something else that they knew how to do, and I see it now as adults all the time. I mean, I walk into rooms sometimes – 
And I can pick it out within about two minutes. Who has the likability factor? Yeah. I mean, it's why you're my partner, because you chose... Yin Yang? The most... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking more like Yin Yin, but... Um, it is... I think it is charisma. I think charisma is actually a fairly complicated thing, that it's a projection of a part of you that... And, and, it's, and it actually has a lot of actions associated with it. In fact, we should go through some of the actions... That oh, are yeah. associated. I, I want to go it. through the best moves that I've seen people make. The who, power moves on yeah, charisma. Yeah, who are charismatic. But I want to ask you this first. Do you think these the moves that we're going to talk about today can be learned? Can you get better at them? Yes. Yes, you can. Yes. Um, you have to want to project that. If you have disdain for people's, quote, personality, because that's really what it is. Yeah. First, there's the substance, and then on top of that, there's the personality. If you think you can get through life without developing your personality, you're wrong. Right. You're not going to get what you want. So here's, let's go through some power moves. Yeah. Okay. And you tell me whether you recognize that I do this. Okay, so this is one power oh, move. Are you I suggesting do. you're the, the model here? Yeah, I do this. You do these. Okay. okay. Let's hear. I'll call it um, the skinny mirror. Okay. So I actually will just uh, reflexively do this with men and women. I will reflect back to people the very, very best version of themselves that they could be if they got out of their own way. It's never a lie. I never project something that they aren't at all couldn't possibly be. But I am able to find the reflection of themselves that really is the very best version of you that you could be. And if I give them that reflection and tell them like, oh yeah, you're a, mm, or this is what I see in you, it is completely addictive and you're I can so, do whatever I want. You're so great at it. Uh, the thing that that you do that's always impressive is you're so sincere about it. So it doesn't come across as flattery or false. And what, what is amazing to me is you see things that I don't always see to be, I'm just being honest, I don't always see it in the other person. But then when you say it, so let's say we're having lunch with someone and you'll say, even if it's on the surface level, like you have such amazing eyes, yeah. like they're the prettiest color green. I wouldn't have noticed two minutes before that their eyes were green, but once you say it, I'm like, yeah, I guess I can see that. You know, that. it's a complicated thing, and I think I probably learned it really young, that people in my family, uh, with my father, uh, that people need to see themselves a certain way in order to hear you. Yes. They have to believe that you see them a certain way, and then they can hear what oh, yeah. you have to say. You're also good, and this is part of the skinny mirror effect, because don't forget, in a skinny mirror, it's still you. Yeah. I mean, the most brilliant skinny mirrors, if you go into certain stores that, that have them, and they don't tell you, oh, this is the skinny mirror. They just They just angle them. it backwards. They just angle it a little bit backwards. Is It still looks just like you. It's just that slightly Yeah, but you know what pisses version. me off, and I told um, a friend of mine who owns um, several boutique stores in Boston... Um, her mirrors are so angled that I always have the experience, and this is the danger, right, that I try stuff on in the store oh, and I yeah. go, it looks amazing, and I get home and I go, it looks like shit. Yeah. 
I and I cannot tell you how many things I've bought there that I never yeah. wear. So never. this is the so the analogy here is so you can't go too far with your flattery because it'll right. backfire. It backfires. Yeah. It has to be based in reality. Yeah. So that's that's one move. We want why, why don't you tell me a move? So this one comes in some ways from Richard Saul Worman, who we had on the podcast, you know, at a long time ago, but he's a good friend of ours and the actual founder of TED. And he said, ask great questions. There's nothing better in a room. It it just instinctively makes you want to like somebody who's in the room asking the kind of questions where if you're an observer, you say one of two things to yourself, either, oh, that's a really good question, or you say, oh, I wish they had asked me that question. You know why you're, this is, you are the queen of the killer question. And in order to do that, you actually have to get inside somebody's head and go, what would I, what is on my mind, which is your number one reflex with our clients is what are they worried about today? What do I need to answer in order for their shoulders to go down? And you ask that question. And they remember it. This is the thing. When you ask a great question, it sticks with them much longer than if you give them a, a great answer. There are some times with people where they'll say to me a month later or two months later, remember when you asked me yeah. X? Well, that led me to think this, this, and this, and I will have no memory. What do they say? <laughs> Those are great questions that you're going to ask in Paris next I, week. I, that, right, which is a very contemporary question, and everybody <laughs> will be so happy to say no to you about that. So ask a good question, and Richard Saul Worman's whole mantra about question is that embedded in the word question is the word quest. And the, the, wait, I always want to slap him when he says that. But it's a great, okay, that's Shut mean. Shut the fuck up, You know quest. what? That's so wrong. And Do he's like he's 82 listening? now. Oh, he's oh! Like so eight. I can't slap an 82-year-old? No, no oh. Rachel. Oh, okay. <laughs> you actually, <laughs> no, actually, you can't. And the inclination to do so is Sorry. probably illegal. But, um, but the point is, be on a mission to figure out what it is the person across from you is really, what are they up at night about? What are they desperate to get put on the table? And yeah. all you have to do is just ask the teeny tiny question and elicit it from them and you will instantly go up in in your like these are all factor. ways of getting across what you want to get across because ultimately you have content you have a sale you want to make there's something you want to persuade someone we're just giving you tools to kind of open the path or for that to happen the, prime, prime the, the pump, pump right? right this is i think this that's a great point the reason likability factor ultimately matters is very selfish, right? You, if we're honest about it, you want to do something, accomplish something, get the next interview, get the next job, get the next promotion, get your idea across. So we're just being honest. But it's saying, not manipulative. That's no, what, what's really important no. is it has to be based in in something about them that's true. So when you pose a question, you that's an act of empathy where you're figuring out what is on their mind, what are they worried about. Yeah. When I do the skinning mirror, I'm actually looking at the very best that they could be.
Here's another move. Self-deprecation, man. It goes such a long way because... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You can't, people need to believe that you're on their level and that you're not delivering something from above. You're actually, they trust you. Yes. So I do this FML, this fuck my life thing where I'll often just tell a story about some horrible thing that happened to me. Again, true. It has to be true. And you watch them relax. Like, okay. Now I can trust you because you're like me. Because we all have FML days. So what the, the key to this, you're great at this. The key to this is you find the one or two things about yourself that people will most likely either be put off by mm. or intimidated by or not want to like you because they're a perception. I often talk about my breasts because I know <laughs> it's a real problem for people when I come it's, in the room. It is that it's it's true. It's so distracting. <laughs> Even right now, we have to push our microphones They're just so further perky. apart. They're so perky. <laughs> um, the thing that it, it, you need to do is to find the couple things about yourself and then be truly play on it. Play on it, yeah. I, and it can't be a humble brag. Yeah, you know that's the worst. No, no. You know what? Here's a story I told. This is this is actually a true story. Okay, so you know. The role that you and I often play with our clients is that we, you know, we know the answers. So we could come off as know-it-alls, yeah. and it, there could be resistance to that. So this is a story I sometimes tell. I was well into my teens, so this is not a child that I was at the time that this happened. But I was going to a movie with my father in our car, and I left the we were going into the movie and I left the we were in the parking lot and I left the window to the car oh as I say this I can't I left the window to the car open and dad turned to me and said Rachel you left the window open what are you doing that's silly someone's going to steal the car you can't the windows open and I'm like uh dad you really think in the middle of the day in a parking lot someone's gonna crawl through the window (laughs) and steal the car and he looked at me like I was like something and he's like They'll unlock the door and open <laughs> the door. But that's a typical example of just like, oh, just common sense sometimes completely. Like, oh, yeah, they're going to crawl through the window. Oh, that is that is so shaming. Um, I find that, for example, I always wear heels. I just do. You and I both do. Mine mm-hmm. are usually four inches or three inch, but I just do. We've mm-hmm. talked about it before on the show. 
I'm doing it for me. I really am. But I know on the other side of that, I'll often walk into a room with women who don't wear heels or men who aren't used to seeing women during the day in heels. And it could give off the impression that I'm trying to be all that, be all that or, you know, but so I fancy pants, Miss Fancy Pants. So I always make fun of my shoes, my heels. In fact, this is awesome. Yesterday I had to go. I'm I'm so ashamed (laughs) telling this story, but I'll tell it anyway. So yesterday I had to go out to Lamont, Illinois for um, a site visit for this fantastic environmental adventure park project that we're working to brand. And I knew when we were headed out there that we were going to walk the trails. It was going to be a walking meeting. And the guy who's leading the project is known for being an outdoor, it's almost extreme sports guy, okay? And so he always is biking to meetings, you know, shows up with a backpack T-shirt. Oh, but mama don't wear flats. Mama don't wear flats. Okay. That said, and oh, by the way, the two key guys in this on the project are oh, six one six two like oh, and so in my heels it at least evens it out a little bit so I did know I was going to have to walk these trails and also afterwards you and I had a meeting with the client later which required dressiness because yeah. it was at a foundation so I packed in my bag shoes to change into so I drove down in heels and then I packed shoes to change into. And when I got to the meeting and the guys saw me in the heels, because that's how I walked in, they said, oh, are you walking the trails in that? And I said, oh, no. I mean, I totally brought sneakers. And out of my bag, I pulled what I consider to be sneakers, which were these Stella McCartney, (laughs) beautifully woven, slightly wedge, I would call it a flat, clearly no one else at the meeting. And they looked at you (laughs) like, that's great. Wow. Um, okay. And were you Let's... joking on yourself about it? Totally. Yeah. I had to yeah. because it was such a moment of meanness. Like, like this is yeah, just you me. Have to be able to just me. And yeah. they were woven in colors that matched my dress, and it was a whole cute yeah. getup. I was like, did you see the exchange between Ivanka, uh, I mean, the the Twitter thing with Ivanka and Rubio today? No. Oh, there was a photo last night that just went viral about. Marco Rubio trying to hug Ivanka, and she's just standing there stiff. And people were like, oh, it looks as if she didn't accept the hug. So Marco Rubio tweets and says, we're going to investigate the non-reciprocated hug. I'll I'll be (laughs) right back to you. And then Ivanka tweets Uh and says something like, you know, something funny about – and then he did, you know, the press covefe on this. It was really funny. And I was like, Thank you, you know what? Donald Trump should have just a little freaking sense of humor uh, about himself. Yes. It's the thing that's missing. Z- zero. zero self-deprecation. So true. Zero. He could also use the skin here. So the last thing that I'll talk about is it's not something I'm great at, but when I'm at the receiving end Uh of this, I'm such a sucker for it that I'm so appreciative of anybody who has this ability. And I will say that Jim O'Connor, a friend of mine in Chicago, is masterful at this. You all know this person, where they notice the details. Mm. When someone notices details about you 
And it doesn't just have to be the physical stuff, although Jim is great at that. He will always know that he reads you immediately. And if he says, for example, oh, Suzanne's probably somebody who prides herself on having a nice purse. The minute I walk in, he'll always go, that is a great purse. What is that? Is that Celine? Like, that is a great purse. Does he purse. know? That he usually, because his wife is very mm. beautifully dressed and he knows, but it's also the the smaller things. Yeah. He'll remember a photo from Instagram and say something like, oh, your son looked like he was having so much fun out on the soccer field. You know, that is so true. What pe- What we're saying, what we're saying through all these moves is people want to be seen. Yes. Okay, so part of charisma is demonstrating in different ways, like the details or the version of themselves, or equalizing the situation by bringing yourself down a little bit. I want to say about the details, another piece of it that's really good. I think if you combine some of these together, if you observe someone doing something that you know is them attempting to be their best selves... So maybe they t- they write with a beautiful pen or they have a notebook that they're very, yeah. you know, some people are very proud of the type of notebook that they yeah. use. Or maybe it's a techie and they have the latest gadget, whatever it is. If you read them properly and know in your, what you're thinking to yourself, you should be thinking is they probably are feeling really good about themselves that right. they have. That, that should be validated. Then you validate and say, oh, is that the you know iPhone 7? Oh, that's a beautiful leather notebook. You know, Where did you get that? like we're suggesting manipulativeness, and it's not manipulative. I just want to say that over and over. This is neither the phenomenon that we talked about several shows ago, which is the need to be liked. No. Right? It's not no. a weakness. No. You are doing it with a goal and an intention, and it's based on the truth, and it's based on empathy. I was just going to say that is the key to it. It is based on empathy, and as long as it's based on empathy, you keep yourself more grounded. You said something really great in a, a piece that we wrote for a client. Where wait, you wait, said, wait. Are you, are you now flattering me? Are you giving me a best version I'm of I'm giving myself? you the skinny mirror. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you. Because the breasts are yeah. extra feeling extra large today. Um, you wrote for a client and said, um, when you laugh at yourself, it creates empathy for others. In others, for others. Yeah. It, 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 yes. It, which is true. If you're able to just be more yourself, yeah. be more relaxed in a room be self-deprecating. It opens something inside yourself yes. that accepts others at their weaker, yeah. silly, non-perfect, flawed yeah. Yeah. self. You, it is really true that charis- charisma is is based on empathy. You know, the, the Kennedys had famously charisma, just famous charisma. They're all those tools you can see. They are they say funny things about themselves. They definitely notice things in the room very oh, yes. specifically, right? They will – They all the Kennedys were masters across the aisle. Ted Kennedy, since Ted Kennedy, there was no one who can work across it. You know that he was basically giving the skinny mirror to everybody yeah. on the Senate floor yeah. on the other side of the aisle. I'll end with just one little tiny tip, which is laugh. You know, uh, some people hold their laugh in. You know, if they think something's funny, you'll see them kind of like turn in on themselves. And like, you know, you always see people covering their mouth or whatever. Just laugh. If somebody says something funny, let it out. There's something really. Boy, having a big laugh is really, really, it's just Let yourself have it. Just It's contagious. And it really does make the room a, a little lighter for everyone. 
So this is your summer of likability. I think that we've helped you become charismatic. Charismatic and also someone who can win in a room, which I know sounds very Tony Robbins, and I don't mean it that way, but you really can win if you're more likable. We'll be back to the big payoff next week. If you like what you heard, you can find us at BigPayoffRadio.com, on iTunes, on the ACAST app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.